0: That it feels right. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the Ten Thousand Labs podcast. I am your host, Kyle Radke, here with Julian Andrews. Julian, you just got you just got your second vaccination. That's exciting. I Did
1: I'm very excited.
0: Uh, good for you. Um, you know, my experience is anything like what yours will be. Um, you will probably not feel great in about six hours, but that's fine. Well worth it. Um, yeah well worth it. We're slowly getting back to normal. We can, we actually got to see each other in person, but last yes. Saturday, yeah, it was which was nice. like, it was
1: very which
0: cool. it, it's so weird because when you put it in like perspective of, Oh, I haven't seen you in a while. And we, I mean, we, it's different with us cause we talk to each other all the time on here, but when you're like, Oh yeah, we haven't been over since, you know, in the summer outside when we saw your place. And I was like, wait, it's been that long. Like that's yeah. almost a year ago. And you're like, Oh yeah, that's uh that's kind of what happened yeah like it got really really bad and I think we forget that um yeah glad Pretty,
1: pretty crazy it's just crazy how time has kind of slipped by during the pandemic
0: yeah like there's times where it seems like it's moved really really fast and there's other times where it seems like it's so slow um yeah and really odd um but uh, we'll hop into our podcast today, which is a mailbag thank- from the fans, so thank you. Um, or maybe not fans. I don't know. Maybe some people aren't fans, and they are just so many questions. Which, thank you. Either way, uh, we appreciate it.
1: Yeah, we don't care.
0: Yeah, we don't care where they come from. Um, or, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll accept anything. Um, before we get into that, uh, as always, we are brought to you by DraftKings. Um, Julian, fantasy baseball is underway, like see my season-long league and I'm already in last place and I'm just sick of it. And I hate, I hate it so much. (laughs) This Um, is why I
1: don't play fantasy baseball.
0: Yeah, it's, it's smart. Um, but I've been doing a lot of daily, I've been doing a lot of daily fantasy baseball. Of course, I'm doing it on DraftKings. Um, use the code TBPN. You can, you can obviously use, um, use it for basketball, baseball. Uh, we found out a few weeks ago, UFC, you can do that. Um, golf, um, you know, golf is a thing that happens NASCAR. So, uh, yeah. Create, create your lineups, gamble a little bit, obviously uh, only gamble what you can afford, but um, use the code TBPN. Um, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total of prizes. Um, minimum $5 deposit required eligibility restrictions apply. Go to draftkings.com um, for more details. And obviously normally we say, tell them the layout or the 10,000 layups podcast sent you. Um, just, TBPN. that's all you need. Yeah, you Look, can't tell
1: them. You can tell them, but they won't know what it means. So they'll TBPN, have, please.
0: Yeah, they don't know us. We're 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 part of their network, um, but they don't know us. Um, you know, it's like the mayor of the city doesn't know every resident, right? Right. Um yeah. just the just the rich ones and we're not rich.
1: Would you consider DraftKings the the mayor of I think uh, yeah. Of the sports city.
0: Yeah, I think that would be. And then we're just like little, you know, we do our work. Um, you know, we're we love our city. We do our work, but um, you know we're not we're not big dogs. It's
1: true. Who wants but to be a big dog?
0: Anna? No, no, not me, not me. Um, but they do make it, uh, you know, a thing where we can do this podcast and uh, get a little get a little side cash on the side. Um, before we get into the questions, Wolves um, right now they are twenty and forty five. We're recording this on a Monday, um, which is the third worst record in the league. Is if you've. If you followed us the last two weeks, we've been kind of doing this thing where the Wolves have the worst record, and then they didn't. Um, so, I mean, they're four games back from Houston. Houston's, um, I mean, I think there's, what, seven games left. Houston has that that top spot locked up. Uh, Detroit is uh, half game ahead or behind the Wolves, I guess, depending on how you want to look at it, as the second seed. Wolves are third. Things get tricky here because uh, Orlando is fourth, and the Wolves play Orlando and then Oklahoma City is only uh, a game behind so uh Orlando a half game behind Oklahoma City a full game behind you may ask why this matters um and hopefully not hopefully you understand um, if you you know if you're a Bulls fan i guess but if you're not and you're just listening to this podcast i'll fill you in um if the Wolves keep their or if, if if the Bulls have a top 3 pick in the draft they keep their pick um if not it goes to Golden State so uh, if they're in the top 3 They have a 40% chance to keep their pick, um, in, in the lottery. Um, if they finish fourth, it, I think it goes down to 36.7 or 36.2 or something like that. Um, and then if it goes to fifth, it goes all the way down to 30%. Mm. So might not seem like big drop-offs when you look at them just individually, but when you look at going from 40% to 30%, that is significant for a team that is hoping to, um, not lose its traffic. Julian, I wrote a piece today. It's going to be out. It'll be out when, when people are listening to this. But I wrote a piece from the 2018 draft and how uh, we look back at drafts all time. And obviously, uh, like, Hakeem, Jordan, Barkley is, like, going to go down as the best. But then you look at, like, 96 and, like, Kobe, Iverson, um, Peja, Steve Nash. Like, I'm, I'm missing guys there. Uh, but just, like, these historically great drafts. And you and I have talked mm-hmm. about a lot about the 2018 draft. And we're not there yet uh, as far as like, Oh, it's going to be all time, but you already have Luca. Who's going to be, he's going to win multiple MVPs. You have Trey young who is probably going to be a 10 time all-star. And then you have all these wild cards like Che Gildas Alexander, Jaron Jackson. There's just a bunch of guys that could be really, really good. And we'll we'll find find out. I do find it. And then this year's draft class is supposed to be really, really good. um, Historically good. And that could change of course. But for a team that has finished in the lottery almost every single year of their existence, it would be <laughs> so timberwolves to not get a pick in either of these two draft classes that are supposed to be really good.
1: It truly would. It oh, my God. It truly would.
0: They'd be miserable.
1: Um, yeah. and, then, and then the
0: one, I mean, and, and you can't even say the Wolves didn't get lucky because in 2015 they got the pick and they got Towns, which was the right pick. And then last year in the, in the quote-unquote weak draft, um, they got Anthony Edwards with the first pick, and um it, you know, there's a bunch of arguing on Twitter today. I, I just posted the uh, rookie of the year odds and everybody's very upset with me. Um it, it's both <laughs> ways. I can't win. I just said basically I said but we said a few weeks ago saying that um, you know, obviously ball's the better player, nobody's disputing that. Um, but Edwards has played twenty more games, so like where do you cut that off? The yeah. ball fans are like, You're an idiot. Ball Dude, is so you do not better. want to
1: cross the ball fans but but then wolves fans
0: are like anthony edwards is better than ball and i'm like wait like i i love you guys but i don't know about that man
1: yeah i don't know i don't know either it's uh there's still this part of me i guess i just kind of irrationally love anthony edwards um, and i know and i know that if we had lonzo ball or uh lamella ball i would be like i would like him a lot um but at the same time like there's a small part of me that's like, yeah, we made the right pick, you know. And then there's there's another part of me that's just kind of like, and the rest of me is just kind of like, probably not. But at the same time, I think Edwards is a really nice fit, and I don't know. I get why he could win the rookie of the year. Like, games play does matter. Well, and look,
0: I was gonna say, let's not act like rookie of the year is just right? An exactly, it means like, so much. It's a it's one like, season award, and you have it's to not look at this it's season. not like MVP. No. Yeah. I mean, we've had really bad or good players on really bad teams win rookie of the year before. So um, I think just judging by Vegas odds, they're pretty overwhelming right now for ball. And I'd be shocked if, if he didn't win, Um, but wolves to close out the season, uh, Memphis, Miami, Orlando, Detroit, Denver, Boston, uh, Dallas. If I were to guess based on Vegas odds, they're probably favored in two of those games against Orlando and Detroit. Mm -hmm. Um, so if they go uh two and five, is that enough to secure them a spot in the top four or five? We'll see. Cause I would imagine that none of those teams that I mentioned before are trying to win. Um yeah. all right. Question. Uh we have a lot of questions. Here, I want to ask
1: you some. I'll ask you. Yeah, hit me. All right, here's our mailbag.
0: You gotta hop in too. If you if you have
1: yeah, five thoughts. You'll you'll yeah. know. You'll all. If you have thoughts,
0: know. you shut up, Julian. Yeah, yeah right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if for the first time on this podcast, I have an opinion, I will keep it to myself. Um, what fan base has faced more pain in the last decade within Minnesota? And this is a good one for you because I have not lived in Minnesota for a full decade. Uh, hockey, basketball, or football fans? Uh, I think it's
0: easily football. Um, you think? Yeah, I, I do. Because basketball, the team has never been good enough to really mm. like in the last decade, it's like when has the team been good enough where you actually
1: Yeah, why in, would you even have anything invested in, in exactly.
0: Yeah. Um hockey I don't really watch a lot, but like the only time I can remember uh things being really crazy was like back when I was in high school and the Wild played the avalanche. Um some hockey fan is just like Oh Kyle. God damn um, it,
1: Kyle. <laughs> yeah, but if you Vikings, I've had more pain than anyone else. <laughs> yeah, I have so much pain.
0: You don't know my life. Um no, like I look at football and you go, okay, so in two thousand nine, which I guess that wasn't a decade ago, but you have like the Brett Favre uh game against the Saints, which was just heartbreaking. But then you go back to three years ago when the Super Bowl was in Minnesota, um, the Vikings were playing the Eagles without Carson Wentz, and everybody was like yeah, we're going to kick the shit out of the Eagles and we're going to play the Super Bowl in Minneapolis. And yep. I think we scored the first touchdown of the game or, and, and yep, maybe we even did, got like yeah. an interception after that. And then it was just like the worst game ever. Uh, like, Dude, Yeah. Big Dick Nick Foles just to the rescue. And yeah, um, yeah and, and then that started where we are now, where we're just uh, Kirk Cousins led and always going to be seven and nine or eight and eight for the rest of my life.
1: I agree. I think that I think the Vikings have experienced a lot of pain. Um, just like, yeah, as you said, and just like there's been mismanagement on the Wolves, which gets talked about a lot. There has been a lot of mismanagement on the Vikings as well. Like Sure. But I, okay, can, what, what, who, I guess what do you have a specific? I guess point? I'm thinking about the Diggs situation and just yeah. like, you know, it's just like. I don't know. I just feel like there's been a lot of like kind of pain of guys that you like kind of leaving as well. And the same,
0: I mean, I don't know how did
1: the Randy Moss at like, that didn't end super well either. Right. No, I mean, I don't think Moss, that was in the last decade, but
0: yeah. So too, I guess the digs thing, I mean, he just kind of, I mean, I don't want to say he went crazy, but he just kind of wanted to get out. Uh, yeah, and, that's you true. Know, and and there was like these little hints where he's putting, he's posting on Twitter and Instagram and he's like, oh, I, I didn't mean anything by it. And it's like, whatever. And like for the Vikings to get, uh, you know, Jefferson. Je- the, J- Jefferson Ford. And then, you know, some other picks, it's like, that's fine. You move on. And I get Diggs had a great year with Josh Allen and good for him. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I take those. Okay. Picks. Fair
1: enough. See, this is yeah. the thing. I'm not really a Vikings fan, so I don't have this perspective.
0: But then again, um, I guess if the Vikings would have taken Jalen Rager with the pick instead of Jefferson, um like the eagles and and vikings if they were swapped picks or whatever then i'd probably be pissed so um
1: yeah we'll see yeah. Yeah, yeah jefferson rocks i think that i mean we don't have to talk too much football but i think that the vikings you know it's not you know might be looking up yeah a little bit you still got Kirk cousins but still all right like our our good friend uh, joe cronenberg from the wolves uh shout out joe This is a very Joe question. What should I say to the target cashier that won't let me buy more than one pack of 2021 tops heritage at a time? Do I come back with the disguise? I think the answer to the second part of that question is pretty obvious. Yeah. So yes, Joe, you you come back with the disguise.
0: Yeah. You, well, and people are wondering maybe what this is. So target, um, we talked about the sports card community and the sports card market, like just booming lately. Um, That's had a trickle down effect on retail cards. So it used to be where you could go to target and buy any cards you wanted to, because nobody wanted the cheap retail products. Uh, Now it's that nobody can get their hands or nobody, nobody can afford hobby boxes or uh, packs. So they go to target Well, people are standing in line at target at like six in the morning on Fridays. So what they did was they're making it a rule where you can only have one pack. Um, I've seen some that say like one $20 item. Um per visit. So that's what Joe means. Um, what I will say is if you're getting tops Heritage, I wouldn't invest too much money. <laughs> I opened up a, like a $45 box the other day, um, and it's fine. It, it's fine if you're chasing rookies, I guess, and you want to save them and grade them later. Uh, but I wouldn't invest too much money. But thank you for that question, Joe. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Joe. All right. Now, we have two questions that are kind of similar, which I think will... Uh, Kind of spur a little conversation. So Theo asks How significant of a gap is there between Pat and Embiid slash Jokic? Do the Wolves follow a similar timeline to the Nuggets slash 76ers if we built around Levine and Cat early like they did with Murray and Jokic and Simmons and Embiid? And then another question from Joe Different Joe Nacho Cronenberg says, watching Tibbs with the Knicks, does it teach us anything about how good Cat actually is? When can we realistically evaluate him as a player? Because it feels like he's struggling to break into the conversation as one of the legitimately great NBA players, given how much the team continues to struggle. Obviously, can't all be blamed on him, but at some point excuses pile up. So this is kind of a two-part question. It's A, are we ever going to be talking about Kat in the same conversation with Embiid and Jokic or has he kind of shown us that he's not as good? And then B, you know, what would have happened if we kept Levine? Um, I don't know. The The first part of that question to me is interesting and I think we disagree, which is I still think Kat could be right there with Embiid and, and Jokic. Um, and I don't really think that Tibbs' success in New York reflects on um, Kat very much. Um, I think that we've talked about this a lot on this pod. That was a very strange se- season for a lot of reasons. And you never heard Kat say a bad word about Tibbs. And no. I do I do believe that Kat liked Tibbs. Um, mm. I think the, there was a narrative that Kat really didn't like Tibbs. I don't really get that sense. I never really got that sense being around the team. I didn't get the sense that um, Kat was like trying to get rid of Tibbs or that Kat was upset at Tibbs for pushing him as hard as he did. I think there were other issues on that team. Um, And then I think this year, I mean, first of all, from what we've seen late in the season from Kat, he's been really, really good. And second of all, I think we can't really judge Kat on his performance this year, just because of everything that he's gone through, um, losing his mom early to COVID, and then um, just kind of some of the injuries. and and, And I know that they're... You know, the, Joe says, obviously, you know, at some point the excuses pile up, but I think we have to give a little bit of flexibility here So to what we're calling excuses. Like, there are excuses, and then there are, like, really extenuating circumstances. Cat has never had any stability in his NBA career in terms of his coach or his teammates. He's had, uh, you know, really horrible, tragic year. Um, but I think if you look at his age and if you look at his talent, I would not be surprised at all to see him in the same conversation as especially Embiid. I think Jokic has, um, in my opinion, become the best of those three. Maybe yep. that's a hot take, but no, I think I think, Jokic, I think that's right. And that, but I think that talking about Caden and being in the same conversation next year would not shock me at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I go back and forth on, on that. Like when I look at Carl's career, I, I see his talent, right? Like there's no de- like when you see Carl put up 30, 13, and six in a night, you're like, yeah, that's awesome. But then you look at the scoreboard and the Wolves lose by twenty five. And like that keeps happening over like his career, 29 wins, 31 wins, 47 wins, 36 wins, 19 wins, 20 wins. And I get like he was the last two years have been kind of a wash because he's been hurt. And then obviously this year he's, he's been through a lot. Um, You know, we had the hand injury, obviously his, his losing his mother. Um, he didn't miss any games because of that, but, um, and then he, he got COVID himself. So, I mean, it's, I guess it's hard, but so, he, will he ever be in the same breath as Embiid or Jokic? Um, not Jokic. Um, Embiid maybe, just because Embiid certainly has like those flaws too, where uh, he sh- is he seems pretty disinterested sometimes when he plays. But he certainly has the talent, and I think Carl's that way too. Like, if, if for his for as talented as Carl is, offensively he gets sloppy sometimes. He he tries to make the flashy pa- pass rather than the good play. Um, if he thinks he's fouled. Oh my goodness gracious. Like it's the Kevin love 2.0 where, mm-hmm. where he doesn't really run back and he just kind of sits there. So um, I don't know, like talent wise, yes, he's in that same realm, but then to Joe's point where it's like, yeah, but eventually you're just gonna have to win. Otherwise nobody like, you know, and it was funny because I was listening to a podcast in there talking about the blazers and they were talking about which cores you'd rather have in five years from now. And, Uh, they, 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 they picked, they picked the blazers over the wolves, which I thought was interesting because you're taking Damian Lillard at basically 34 or 35 years old over Carl at 30. And I think there's like the disrespect for Carl around the league, um, which I don't necessarily think is fair, but it's not going to go away until the wolves win or Carl wins. And he's like the guy. Um, yeah. So that's my way of not actually answering that question.
1: No, I think that's pretty close. I mean, you said on a podcast or you said on one of our podcasts a couple episodes ago that you weren't sure if Carl could be the second best guy on the championship team. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I mean, that's that's fair to ask. It's just it's tough. I think this kind of feeds into the next part of the question, which is like, do the Wolves follow a similar timeline to the Nuggets if you just keep Levine and Kat? Um, and you kind of compare that to Murray and Jokic and Simmons and Bede. Similar timeline. Yes. Similar results. I would say no. Um, I think that both of those other two pairs of players are more talented than that pair. I
0: agree. And then like Denver's in the, the smart thing too of just having Mike Malone as their coach, which I mean, obviously, you know, the, the, the flip Saunders situation, you can't control that. Um, and you know, like it reminded me of the, like the Cleveland Browns always said, they're like, well, we want to be more like the Pittsburgh Steelers where they, we just have a coach in the front office. But then they kept firing their coach after every season.
1: Yeah. They're only like, their coach is good.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it, well, it goes both ways where it's like, well, your coach needs to be good, but also like you need to give your coach a chance to be good. So yeah. it's like, you know, kind of a catch 22. Um, yeah. I mean, it, if they had more talent on those teams too, I think, um, you know, I think that's, that's probably the other thing, but back to the Carl, like if is he the top, if he's a top guy or top two, like if you look at the championship contenders this year, you would say probably the Clippers let's go out from the West and the East, uh, in, in the West, you'd go Clippers, um, Lakers jazz. And then in the East, you'd go, um, Nets bucks and 76ers. I mean, okay. The Lakers, he'd be the third best guy. The Clippers, he'd be the third best guy. The Jazz, he'd probably be the second best guy. But I think we can agree that the Jazz are not going to win the title. Um, mm-hmm. And then you go out to the East and you go in the the Nets, he'd be the fourth best guy. Uh, if you go to the 76ers, he'd probably be the third best guy. I mean, he'd probably put mm-hmm. him behind Simmons, yeah. who's mm-hmm. pr- might you know, That'd he be might close. Win- yeah. Um, he might win Defensive Player of the Year this year. Um, and then you go to um, the Bucks, and he'd probably be the second best guy.
1: So, but, but your third best guy would be Chris Middleton. I mean, exactly. this, is, this is why this, this conversation is really difficult to have because also, if you look at the Nuggets and the 76ers, like their fourth through ninth guys are probably all better than anybody on the rest of the Wolves' roster yeah. except Edwards. A, and yeah. and so, 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 I mean, it's a difficult question to answer totally out of context. That being said, it's not those guys that win you the championship, or in, a, in very rare cases, is, is it those guys that are the ones that win you the championship? So, I mean, we're gonna keep having this conversation forever until Cat either retires or wins a championship, right? So, like, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. All right. Um. Here's a stoned wolf wants to know. His,
0: I, I only put this in here because this question was very predictable because of his. Yeah, because it's of a big, his big name. shock
1: here. If you could smoke and chill with anyone on the wolves, why would you choose the Ant?
0: Um. Yeah, I do not smoke. Um, which I'm not. You, everybody else can smoke. I don't care. Um, I just, I just don't. Uh, I get yeah. anxious, I get very anxious when I do that is so fair. That's fair. That's just yeah, that's my full transparency. But if I could, I guess it would probably be him. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's the right answer. I mean, he's a, he's a kid, but you know, you don't want to be messing around with the substance testing on it. Like, I wouldn't want to throw a wrench in his career. Yeah, so that's early true. on, if you accidentally got caught, I am so, like twelve maybe. years older than him, so it's like yeah. kind of a weird, like, why is this old man? Hanging yeah, out why of, like... are you smoking up this
0: nineteen-year-old? Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> like Jake, Lay- maybe like Jake Layman, I guess.
1: <laughs> right, or like some vet, some old vet yeah. that has nothing to lose. Maybe yeah, like Cole, Greg, Greg Stizma yeah. still <laughs> Yeah,
0: Cole Aldridge. Look at him <laughs> um, and Chase Frederick.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, that was a fun one. Based on roster alone, which NBA playoff team should the T-Wolves be better than? And this is from Brian.
0: Okay, let's go through
1: this together. Sure. Let me find Uh, a list of the teams of the NBA.
0: I have it up right now. All right, let's Uh, go. Philadelphia, no. Brooklyn, no. Milwaukee, no. Uh, The Knicks?
1: Oh, man. (laughs) Like, why is that kind of like Maybe. Yeah, let's. I mean, let's. I mean, yes, right? I think yes. Like, Towns is better than Randall. Should be. Uh, I don't know if he has been this year, but he should be. I mean, this is entirely a hypothetical, right? I I think I would. You go position by position, the Wolves, like preseason, especially, you got to think that you would have picked the Wolves. Yes. Yep. I think so. Okay. Sorry, next fans. Atlanta. I would also go yes here.
0: I think so. Uh, Miami, no. No. Boston, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlotte? Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe. I, I We can't say... Okay, we can't... It's t- way too disrespectful to say maybe for the Hawks and yes for the Knicks. Because the Knicks are yeah. 36 and 28. The Hawks are 31 and 33.
0: You're right, you're right. For some reason, yes. I was just thinking about Gordon
1: Hayward. But yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, D'Lo and... Either Delo or Edward should be better than Gordon Hayward at this stage in his career. They're not, I don't think. Gordon <laughs> was like 25
0: and 5 to start the year.
1: Yeah. But that's I agree. True.
0: But if he's their best guy, then like you just have towns.
1: This is a funny question. Yeah. Because I'm question. looking, yeah, this is interesting. Because I think the Pacers is, is a no. See, I would go Pacers, yes. Karras, Brogdon, Sabonis.
0: Yeah, you're right. That is a team that the Miles, Wolves Turner. would just lose to.
1: The Pacers should be better than they are. Basically um, this question is which teams are underperforming and which teams are overperforming. Yes. Washington. I don't know, dude. What do you think? I think the Bulls could probably be better. Yeah, you yeah, you would hope so. But yeah, West Westbrook at this point in his
0: career is probably a no. I don't know. That's a that's a hard question. Okay, let's go to the West. Uh this might this will probably be a little easier, I think. Um, the east is so weird i I never know uh all right phoenix no utah no denver no the clippers no dallas no portland no no right uh lakers no memphis no golden state no san antonio yes yes. yeah maybe but san antonio yes yes yeah oh also i
1: pelicans probably know though right uh probably no
0: uh, pelicans the, the, yeah pelicans are underperforming too so
1: yeah
0: um that's a good question i have a i have a fun question for you julian uh-huh. how funny is it that lebron james didn't have an opinion on the play-in tournament until the lakers were the seventh
1: seed in the west oh my god did you see jay Dallas tweet uh it was so with somebody, getting, somebody getting was- fired It's like, oh, like if it'll be a disaster for the NBA if the Celtics and the Lakers are in the play in, and some and they'll they'll take it away if that happens. It's like, okay, so you're just admitting that this role is like created to like fake to like give these small market teams like this ray of hope that then was yanked away. Like, win the play in game. If you're that good of a team, don't be in seventh. And then that's the thing. Win the game. Like, sorry, you have to prove that you're actually good on the court instead of just like being in a big city. I, and like, like LeBron. So stupid.
0: I don't want to take this quote out of context, but I think his quote was saying that whoever had that idea should be fired. And it's like, I'm sure, you know, obviously it was a lot of people that voted on it, but it's like, it's pretty easy for the multimillionaire athlete to be like that person should get fired. It's like, okay, LeBron, like chill out.
1: Like, don't rest i'm sorry like i'm i'm like a lebron fan so like i i don't know like but said, like, like when people if your team like, sucks you have to play in the play-in game
0: well i just don't like like let's not try to get people fired like yeah, let's it's say it's a bad fun. idea and we need to reassess it not fire it's also the, not
1: a bad idea like that this no, is the part that everybody probably, loves it it would be great for the league if the if the lakers and the celtics were in the play-in game and it would honestly be even better for the league if they lost could you imagine uh warriors Lakers to go to the playoffs? It'd be awesome. And then if the Lakers lost, it would be a huge storyline. I don't know. I, I, the, the lake, like I get it. Like the big market teams being good is important. The big market teams like being given automatic passes to like the second round, not important.
0: I agree. Um, did you, did you read uh, Daryl Morey's quote?
1: No. What did he say?
0: Uh, he said, um, let me find it. Uh, he goes, "I can't believe the NBA hastily implemented a change that makes games more interesting and meaningful." <laughs> That's
1: <funny. laughs> That is very funny. Cool. All right, well, let's do let's do one more, um, and then we'll maybe save the rest for our next mailbag. How you, what do you think? Uh, let's
0: finish these six. I think right, we have right, three. Kobe. No, we, we got a left. Three left. left. Right.
1: So, let's start with uh, a very straightforward one. What's the deal with a Kogi? Um, okay,
0: so I wrote about this too. Um, this was part of my, because obviously the 2018 draft is a Kogi goes 20th and the wolves got that pick from the jazz, from the Ricky Rubio trade. Um, Of course the wolves, their own pick was supposed to be number 19 and that was the Hawks. And that was from the Adrian Payne trade, which was just a horrible, horrible trade. Um, And if you want Adrian Payne, Sam Mitchell stories from summer league, buy me a beer sometime and and we'll, we'll talk. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, um, and basically a guy told me that, uh, a, a scouting guy with, with the wolves at the time, um, told me that if Kevin Herter would have fell at 20, they, they were going to take him. Um, obviously he didn't and a Kogi gets drafted, which this is no disrespect to Josh Akogi, but so normally how it works on, um, draft night, right. Is that your PR team gets a list of players from the front office of players that could possibly be drafted from the wolves. Um, basically like these are guys that we're targeting at 20. If you want to tell your content team and you guys, you can get a press release, whatever. So they gave us a list of players. I won't tell you who is on that list, but, uh, Josh Akogi was not on that list. <laughs> and then the Wolves take Josh Akogi, um, a guy that we thought maybe they could have gotten in the second round. And then ironically, in the second round, the Wolves take kate Bates, Diop, a player that a lot of people thought would be a first round pick. So, um, maybe it's a wash, but, um, I mean, I think the thing with the Kogi is that he's in his 30 year and we thought he'd be better defensively and yeah. or offensively rather. And I get, he's a fan favorite cause he plays with energy, but um, among players that played that, that have played in that draft class, he has the second lowest value above a uh, replacement player, um, which is not good, obviously. And a lot of that goes into, you know, how many wins your, your team has and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, the the player that's worse than him is, I think, Kevin Knox and Jerome Robinson. So maybe he's the third worst. But it's, like, not good guys to be kind of grouped with. uh, because We're both
1: taken before him.
0: Exactly. They're both lottery picks. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, I think the deal is basically that uh, he kind of is who he is. And he's a good guy that you can bring in to play energy and, and, and have play defense. But if he's a guy that you want to play for 25 minutes a game and you're trying to be a playoff team he is almost unplayable offensively. This and, is the thing.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I think also the thing you have to remember about a is that he was taken, as you said, with the 20th pick. And then the next season, he was kind of thrust into a lot of playing time. Um, and it was a team that did not have very much talent. It was a team that had very few future prospects and a team that did not have very much good that was going on for it and so i think that what happened is Wolves fans kind of latched onto to akogi because he tried hard mm-hmm. um you know and justifiably there's good a point. great moment of him blocking Harden, you know, Harden like, yeah so 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 there are like there are definitely definitely um reasons that akogi can help a team but by and large, I think a lot of his accomplishments were kind of uh, inflated, and his downsides were kind of pat, like looked over by the franchise. And then now that that's kind of it's becoming clear that this is kind of just who he is, I think people are kind of disappointed. Um, so that's not a knock on a Kogi. I love a Kogi. Um, it's one of my favorite dudes that have either you know, I've worked with. But uh, at the same time, like, yeah, he's just not that good of an NBA player.
0: Yeah, I never thought of it like that. That's a good point to like look at the perspective of where the team was and who he was
1: yeah, and exactly. kind of yeah.
0: like exactly what they needed. And then, I mean, I guess I w- I will say in the wolves defense, like you look at the players taken after Kogi and it's like, yeah, there's some guys that are like, uh, like Grayson Allen and Mitchell Robinson and like guys that are better than him and would be better fits. But also the, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it, you know, it's, it, for me, it's not like the Culver pick. No, or exactly. they, I was just going to say, you like, know,
1: they're, whatever it's the 20th pick. These guys yeah. rarely get up.
0: Exactly. It's if, if he's playing three years into his career in a rotation, that's better than most players um, taking 20 and the guys we wanted like Aaron holiday and um, Kyrie Thomas. Like I don't think Kyrie Thomas is in the league and um, Aaron holiday is playing like good he's minutes right. for, for Indiana, yeah. but it's not like he's a, you know, game changer.
1: No. Hmm. All right. Um, last question. I think two no, more second to last question. Uh, Do you want to go cards first or do you want to keep talking Wolves? Now let's go
0: Wolves and we'll close with cards.
1: All right. Uh, What are some moves you'd like to see the Wolves make in the offseason? Obviously a lot depends on whether or not to keep the pick. Yes. But I'm curious how they approach free agency with the roster they have.
0: Yeah. So I think they're going to be pretty limited. Um, If I'm right, I think the only players that would be free agents are uh, McLaughlin uh, Ed Davis and Jared Vanderbilt, Um and I again I don't know their exact cap situation, but if they get the number one pick or the number two pick or the number three pick, I mean,
1: I, he kind
0: of says it in the question. Like let's okay. Little, let's
1: play. Let's let's play out the scenarios. Like if they I mean, keep the pick, basically if, their if, move is that pick.
0: If you keep the pick, your move is you you make the pick or you say, Hey, Washington, Bradley Beal wants out. Here's yeah russell plus number two or here's um you know here's culver number two uh and like our first round pick in three years or you know whatever
1: i um, do not know if i would do that trade
0: the 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 number two did you and, give
1: up the number two pick for for beal
0: um i don't know if i would but i think the front office would
1: yeah true fair enough <laughs> uh,
0: yeah so I mean, you have either of those moves and then I don't think it, I don't think the pressure's on you to do anything in the off season, uh, as far as free agency. Now, if you don't keep your pick, um, then I think you're in a weird spot where, um, you know, you probably have to make some sort of noise, especially with, I mean, for two reasons you want to stay competitive, but also let's not forget that next year you're probably going to have hundred percent fans at games. And for a team that historically has not had a lot of success in getting fans through the doors, um, ha- having, trying to get them through the door a year after you lost your pick, even though you had the fourth West worst record in the league and you really have nothing to show for it. Like they won't have a single draft pick if they, if they lose their pick, um, not even yeah. a second round pick. So, um, you almost have to think you, you make a big move, but what is that big move? Like, not we just talked about a Kogi. We talked about Culver. Um, you know, there's really no, who wants those guys. And unless you're attaching a first round pick, which you won't be able to do, you know, again until 2023, I guess I just don't really see like, I mean, Kyle,
1: Kyle, the big move is trading cat.
0: That, and and then, but then you're basically saying like, we're just blowing everything up.
1: Yeah. Which I don't want to do to be clear. I think they should continue to build around cat, but if you have to, if you're going to make a quote unquote big move, that's kind of the only big move, right? Like everything else at this point is marginal. If you lose that pick,
0: does Gerson do that as like a job saver? Like give me five more years because, because if, if, I mean, I will say if if he doesn't, if he doesn't keep that pick in, then in his three years there, he drafted Jarrett Culver, um, you know, and they, they made the trade for D'Angelo Russell, which that's great, but then you have nothing to show for it in a first round pick.
1: And don't forget that they gave up two players who are better than Jarrett Culver to get Jarrett Culver.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that like, I'm just saying like, I think the saving grace there is we're trading towns, we're trading Russell, we're trading Beasley or whatever, and we're going to pull the thunder and just try to get as many first round picks as we can. And hopefully that's, hopefully that buys me three or four years, um, especially with new ownership coming in. So
1: uh, I think that somebody had asked a question that didn't make it in here about trading Beasley and what the return might be. Um, I I think we've talked about this before, but I don't really see the point in trading Beasley right now, unless as you said, it's a part of a big kind of blow it up kind of situation. Cause isn't Beasley like a guy on a good contract kind of, yeah, very good what contract, you want, what you want. You yeah.
0: Know? I mean, but then again, I guess that's what makes him attractive to other teams. So yeah, um, I guess
1: if you could get like, First, because if you get a first-round pick, then yeah, you're
0: getting a bigger piece. Plus that, yeah.
1: I don't know. There's really no good answer for the Wolves. It's like, just when you make all these tiny mistakes, like this is kind of the year that all these tiny mistakes are kind of coming. You know, if the thing is, if,
0: if you keep your pick, life is great. Because yeah, true. Like I mean, if you keep your pick, none of this is even a conversation. It's like. Yeah. it's great. You're getting the number one or two, you're getting Cunningham. You're getting Mobley. You're getting Suggs. Life is so good. Um, you like their marketing is, and you know, if you get Suggs, like, okay, like you, you know, hometown um, kid. I, I'm not yeah. going to say fire your marketing department. Um, keep, <laughs> keep them all of course, but I'm saying like the Miami heat did where they just like fired their sales team after they got LeBron. It's like the team markets itself with a Minnesota kid around all these other guys. Um, but if you lose your pick, that is a really, really hard conversation to have with anybody to be excited about Timberwolves basketball because it's like, you, what, 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 you know? And people are like, well, what? I mean, well, at least they'll have their, their pick in 2022. And it's like, well, if, they're, if they are as bad as they are in 2022 as they were this year, then everybody's going to get fired anyways. So it doesn't matter.
1: There's no way Kirsten survives next season without the pick. No. You know, I unless he does something crazy. And I, so then then maybe, yeah, maybe he does trade cap, but I sure hope not because I do not think it would be a good move right now. But all right, last question. Um, which, if any, grading company will put a dent in the PSA slash BGS market?
0: Okay, so uh PSA is obviously on hold until July. We've been through that. Uh that's card grading services. Um Beckett is not on hold, but they are just uh super, super jammed, similar to what PSA was um yeah that's a good question um I'm actually this 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 message is from Steve who does a lot of card grading um and Steve you might hate me for this answer I'm doing some HGA which um they they're basically doing kind of like a lottery base where you're you can enter your cards in a queue I think you get like four or five cards a month um it's relatively you know cheap Uh, their values are actually, you know, looking at some research, their values, they're not PSA and they're not BGS, but they're like, they're okay. um, Where, you know, it's, you're better off grading it than not grading it if you want to, you know, get more money for it. So um, I'm doing that for now just because it seems kind of cool and and fun. Um, But honestly, like it doesn't seem like any of the grading services are like really stepping up to the plate. And we talked about this before where like, you know, they made this uh, announcement a month ago, and it's been a month. And now if, if you're like, well, I wonder what card grading service I should go with. Well, now it's May. Just wait two weeks or two months until PSA opens again and then wait for them. So um, I'm kind of experimenting around. But I think for most people, they're probably just like, yeah, I'll just wait for PSA to, to come back.
1: Nice. Well, that was a, that was a a lot of, a lot of mail today.
0: That was fun. Big mail day. I like mail day. Yeah,
1: it's good.
0: Um, well, thank you to all the fans. We appreciate you. And again, if you're not fans, well, thanks. Anyways. Um, thanks for listening guys. We appreciate it. Um, if you're on Apple rate us, review us, if you're on Spotify, um, you know, just keep listening, tell your friends about (laughs) us. Like we're, we're honestly trying to, uh, like we're, we're really proud of what this has grown into and, and kind of our following. Um, so, you know, we, we just want to get more people to listen, which is, uh, you know, that's great because we get more sponsors, then we're able to do some some more things. But um, this Wednesday, we actually have a uh, – our guest is going to be a, a card breaker. Um, he's located in Philadelphia. Um, if you don't know what card breaking is, he's going to explain it. He's going to explain like how much money you're spending kind of how it's a gamble but also kind of how it can pay off i've i've done business with him for um i think like four or five years and when i say business it's like he you know i'm not really doing any business for him i'm just i'm just paying him to (laughs) break cards but you are his um, business baby (laughs) yeah i am his business yeah i'm the pawn here um all right awesome julian thanks man um hope hope you feel good uh tonight tomorrow um yeah i'll talk to you on wednesday uh later guys